Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 20th of October. Victoria has reopened its border with New South Wales with some key restrictions easing overnight. Travellers will still need a permit and be double vaccinated, but don't need to quarantine or be COVID tested. Meantime, the Victorian government is sending a warning to residents who won't get vaccinated with the state's lockdown ending tomorrow night. Premier Daniel Andrews saying the unvaccinated will be waiting a long time to get freedom. I'm not going to say to someone, oh, look, just wait us out, will you? Just, just, just wait four or five weeks and then you'll be able to go to the pub. No, if you make the judgment to not get vaccinated and you reckon you can wait out us or the publican or whoever you want to think you're waiting out, you won't wait out the virus because the virus will be here for a long time. This will be well into 2022, well and truly into 2022. There are concerns bars and restaurants in Victoria could face major worker shortages later this week with staff needing to be fully vaccinated before they're allowed back to work. Tim Piper from the Workers' Union says many were under the impression they had until the 26th of November to have had both COVID vaccines. The authorised workers had to be double vaccinated by the 26th of November and that's fine, but to be double vaccinated by this time is obviously going to be difficult for them and it might mean that some businesses can't even And an error has been corrected in Victoria's COVID roadmap. Originally, the list of freedoms said entertainment venues could reopen as well this Friday, but the state government has confirmed that's a typo and they will instead open when the state hits the 80% fully vaccinated milestone. To Queensland, and the Premier has launched a Vaxathon with Anastasia Palaszczuk urging thousands of Queenslanders to get the COVID vaccine. The state has recorded 15 days with no new COVID cases, but an estimated 400,000 Queenslanders still need to get the jab. The Premier says there's no time to waste in the lead-up to Queensland reopening. So we have 12 days for Queensland, 12 days for people to come and get vaccinated if you want to be fully protected by the 17th of December. So please, if you have not been vaccinated, it is very easy. And booster shots are set to be rolled out to the general population across Australia over the next few months. According to News Corp, the federal government is planning to release a timeline for the third vaccine pending approval from the drug regulator. The immunocompromised are already eligible for the booster shot. And a federal election could be just around the corner, with speculation Labor MPs have been told to prepare for a December vote. Opposition leader Anthony Albanese has reportedly told colleagues he thinks the Prime Minister could call a snap election on his return from a major climate summit in Glasgow. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to WA firstly, where a four-year-old girl is still missing after a family trip to a coastal camping site. Cleo Smith was last seen five days ago and now her mum has spoken publicly for the first time. Our reporter Adam Hemmings has the details from Perth. Tash, Cleo's mother, says she feels helpless and out of control. The search will enter its fifth day this morning around the Blowholes campsite north of Carnarvon. The last time Ellie Smith saw her daughter was around 1.30 on Saturday morning when Cleo wanted a drink of water. She says when she woke up hours later, she found the zip on their tent fully open. She was gone. Um, the tent was completely 
um, open. It was about 30 centimetres from being open and I turned around to Jake and I just said, like, Claire's gone. Ellie says her daughter would never have wandered off by herself and she just wants Cleo to come home. Police are now appealing nationally for any information. And to New South Wales, there's set to be commuter chaos across Sydney today with people urged to stay at home and avoid catching public transport amid strike action. Rail, tram and bus union members are refusing to operate privately built trains in protest of further privatisation of services. About 70% of the city's trains won't be running. Our reporter Siobhan Caulfield has the details from Sydney. Yeah, Tash, Sydney is emerging from lockdown with more people moving around, so this train strike is set to cause major headaches with predicted knock-on effects for buses. The state government and the union have been in an ongoing dispute over the rollout of a new intercity train fleet amid fears it will result in job cuts as they technically can operate without guards on the platforms. Transport for New South Wales Chief Operations Officer Howard Collins says it is best for people to stay away from public transport today. There will be delays. We've got a few extra buses on board but we need thousands of buses to replace a a train service. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. In some very welcome news, it looks like interstate tourism is bouncing back with holiday bookings to Queensland on the increase. Tash, good morning. Yeah, it is a, some great news in what's otherwise been a tough few weeks. It, very much a story of, of people looking to get back to Queensland from the rest of the country. Virgin has reported that our flight bookings are up 134%. And anecdotally comments from some of the people up in Queensland tourism operators, particularly dive boats, that kind of stuff. They're saying their numbers are up massively. Graham Turner from Flight Centre also saying they've had more than a 1,000 bookings to Queensland since the announcement of border restrictions eventually coming down. Now, it hasn't happened yet. We're still looking out a little bit. But if you want some optimism, if you want signs of things looking to return to normal, when we all get back to Queensland, particularly from the other states, that is a good sign and, and very, very welcome news for some of those guys. But they've been doing it really tough now for almost two years. Absolutely, Scott. And some interesting developments yet again on mortgage rates, kind mm. of indicating what may be on the horizon. Yeah, and this is not good news, unfortunately. Look, we've we've had exceedingly low home loan rates for for a long time now, which has been great for borrowers. Unfortunately, a lot of us have put that at a higher price, which hasn't necessarily saved us any money. But low low mortgage rates are at least something. Turns out that this might be the end of the party, at least for fixed rates. We've seen a Commonwealth Bank put their fixed rate mortgages up. Westpac followed suit yesterday. And this is very much a sign, I think, of things to come. The RBA have said they will keep official rates here low, probably for a couple of years to come, which is good. But most of our banks, in fact, all of our banks, get a large chunk of their funding from overseas. And that cost is going up. So when you've got local rates staying flat, but overseas rates lifting, the bank's going to have no choice but to pass some of that on. So if you're on a fixed rate, think yourself lucky. If you're not, now might be a time to at least have a look and see whether one could work because I think we're all going to be paying a little bit more for our mortgages in the months and years ahead. And talking about paying more, Scott, this is extraordinary. Petrol (laughs) prices continue to skyrocket across the country as restrictions start to ease. Oh, man, someone doesn't like us, right? We've spent, we've spent eight months in various forms of, of one lockdown or another, finally getting a taste of some sort of freedom coming in. Guess what? They're filling a tank of petrol, like, all of a sudden goes through the roof. The highest prices on record, the highest average price on record across much of the country at the moment, up to 174 cents a litre in Sydney, apparently, and close to that in Brisbane and Melbourne. Very much just a, a story of, you know, we've got record or, or seven-year high 
petrol prices or oil prices, I should say, on the world market. And that's simply filtering through to higher prices here. Add that to a lack of volume on the roads and, frankly, a lack of competition among petrol sellers. And, yeah, we're, we're paying through the nose. I reckon most people would be happy to pay it, quite honestly, just to be able to travel more than 5 or 10 or 25 kilometres. But we are going to have to pay through the nose for a little bit longer, hopefully until that oil price starts to stabilise. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Scott. Thanks, Dash. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, this is breaking news out of the US this morning. Aussie basketball star Ben Simmons has been kicked out of practice and suspended by the Philadelphia 76ers for their NBA season opener. What's happened? Well, this has been brewing for a while. Good morning, Tasha. Ben Simmons, the Aussie basketball star, demanded a trade from Philadelphia after their playoff exit last year, where he was virtually blamed for that seven-game series loss to the Atlanta Hawks. Unfortunately, that trade demand did not go through and then he had the awkward position of having to return to training with his tail between his legs and certainly looked disinterested at practice from the vision we saw the other day. They've practised again overnight and Doc Rivers has decided that's enough and kicked him out. He's also been fined $1.4 million for missing the NBA preseason as well. So Philly certainly coming down hard on their all-star uh, and it looks like this relationship is fractured beyond repair with the coach and also his star teammate Joel Embiid reading some quotes this morning. Uh, it appears that... Uh, that is certainly on the rocks at the moment. So we'll see if they can figure out a trade for Ben Simmons because um, that's not going to get any better any sooner, I don't think. No. Now, in other news this morning, Brett Glenn Maxwell is warning it's not wise to write off his Aussie teammate David Warner ahead of the T20 World Cup. He hasn't been in the greatest form, David Warner. In the IPL, he was struggling for games and then they had a warm-up against New Zealand uh, yesterday and he was out for a golden duck. First delivery, he was gone. So they have another warm-up tonight against India before they meet South Africa uh, on Saturday night. So some more valuable time in the middle for David Warner coming up tonight. And Maxwell, who's been in sensational form himself, uh, is expecting Warner to bounce back in a big way. If you ever doubt Davey, it's an absolute no-no. You know he's going to turn around. He's, he's, he's a superstar of all three formats. He's made so many runs. He's going to go down as one of the greats of the game. And also predicted Mitch Marsh will have a big tournament as well. And Brett, three Panthers players have been fined with one stood down in the wake of their wild premiership celebrations. Yeah, the NRL and the Panthers have come down pretty hard here. The hardest is Tyrone May. He has been stood down for an indefinite period. Uh, this is for a social media post that the NRL says doesn't align with the values of the game. Some have linked it to his sex tape scandal and he will have to front the club's board of directors this month. His future is in some doubt at the moment. Nathan Cleary and Stephen Crichton are the others who have been slapped with fines. They were caught in uh, pitches with a damaged premiership trophy. The trio have five days to respond, Tash. Brett, thanks so much. And a diver off the coast of Israel has discovered a 900-year-old sword. The four-foot-long iron weapon, which is now covered in barnacles, dates back to the Third Crusade and likely belonged to a knight who fell into the sea or lost the weapon during battle. The diver has agreed to give the sword to the Israel Antiquities Authority on one condition. He had the chance to get a quick photo with it first. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day, stay safe, and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.
listener.